Los Angeles. Put your hands together for the host of the Fun With Dumb podcast, Dumb Falcon. Yo, what's up, y'all? How y'all doing today? Welcome to Fun With Dumb, a podcast that I drop every week. Then you got your phones out and everything. It's all right, chill. This is going to be on, on YouTube like in two days. Like it'll be, And I promise you, it'll be shot better than your phones, y'all. Damn. Because I see a lot of trash androids in the crowd, too. So, nah, nah, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yo, much love. Thank you guys for coming. This is like a kind of an experiment for the first time doing this live as a taping. And this is in conjunction with Spotify. Make some noise for Spotify. And space, which stands for Spotify. Asian, someone yelled the C, I forgot the C. Community engagement, yeah. <laughs> I was about to be like, center? <laughs> Creative? No, 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 I was just figuring out. But yeah, Spotify, space, and in conjunction for Asian Pacific American Heritage Lineage Month. I think I just added the lineage, but APAM. Yeah, make some noise for that, y'all, one time. This is, we're closing out that month that strong month we have for the APAM community. You know what I'm saying? We got the, we got the long version of that name, yo. Black history, like black history, it's just tight, it's just strong, you know? We got the, and every year we're adding something to it too. I think we just added the Islander part this year too. We you know, it's, I, fuck with, I fuck with the Filipinos, so it's all love, you know what I mean? But it's, but uh, make some noise for yourselves, y'all. Make some noise for the Asian community, pull it up as well. And today, and make some noise for my DJ right here representing the Filipinos and Italians. And, uh... Bruh. <laughs> we'll always flexes that one right there. And uh, I got a co-host today who's gonna help me out. Um, make some noise for Rex Dizzy. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, Rex, Rex, it's okay. Come on, don't let him hurt you with the crickets. Do not let him. Do not. You will respect. Hey. Grab a mic right there, Rec. <laughs> How you guys feeling? You guys like the food? Make some noise for the food. Wow. By Dante's sponsors. Yo, if that wasn't the best egg roll I've ever had in my life. You guys, would you agree that was one of the best egg rolls you guys ever tried? <laughs> Someone, yeah, yeah. Have you, all right, the people we that got actually some, ate like, it. We got no. some foodie who's, foodies who work for Eater and shit. Like, I've had better egg rolls. <laughs> <laughs> By, by the way, yeah, there's a lot of good egg rolls. One of the most slept on egg rolls, I gotta say. I could say. eat a foot long of that. I got <laughs> a foot long egg roll, all right. But one of the best slept on egg rolls, I gotta say, is the Jack in a Box egg roll. And, okay. How you, yeah. how you gonna disrespect your food sponsors? No, 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 no. That is, that's, that's a great egg roll. Don't, <laughs> don't, don't even front, yeah. <laughs> nah, but um, yeah, thank you guys for coming. Thanks for enjoying the food. And um, Rex Dizzy will be my co host today. And I, I got I got like a couple guests um, today. The first guest I'm gonna bring up right now is an OG uh, in our community, the Asian American entertainment community, and just in comedy all around an OG. So uh, I'm really glad she got she, she agreed to do this. And um, yeah, I'm excited to bring her out here. Make some noise one time for Margaret Cho, y'all, and her adorable dog. You can sit right there. Now, this is for real a queen in our community, man. Can we just agree on that real quick? 
that's so nice. Thank you. No, I'm, I'm like really stoked. I didn't want to talk to you too much in the back because I know I got to do this and create. This is great. Yeah, this is and talk great. about stuff. <laughs> and um, yeah, like I've been to interview you or just talk to you for a long time as an inspiration. And Aww, you know, that's what, awesome. What's your dog's name? First her, na- and her name is Lucia. And um, her, na- her name is Lucia Katerina Lawler Stocho. <laughs> you got a full ass name for the dog. Well, this is what happened. I um, my best friend died in January, and um, so I I uh, wanted to name a dog after her. So I got her in February, and so she's named after my friend who died. And she's Lucia. a brand brand new life to uh, spread joy. And she she peed on the um, floor. In the I bed. saw that. It's all good. Sorry. It's that carpet <laughs> is part of history. Yeah. Now, now she's pee- she peed there, but what what uh you say you travel with the dog as well? We yes. talked about this um, when you tour. Yeah, and it helps. I mean, because she comes on the road, and um, it it just it's a nice thing to have because it's like we tour all the time. We're like always out there, and it's like you get really um, lonely for your home, and and so she's the way that I get to bring my home with me. Yeah, I mean it's it's kind of dangerous to bring dogs on rap tours. I feel like it gets a little <laughs> it gets a little wild. Like it, mm-hmm. it would it wouldn't last like two weeks for sure. Um, well, um, it's it's easier to have a small dog. I used to have a big uh, dog who was like she was like a real mutt, you know. Um, and uh, she would always like it would be hard to take her on the road because she she was just like at my house. She just didn't want to go in like the car and didn't want to go. And my dad would come over and like rub her on the butt and he would say, "This is the kind of dog that we eat, so delicious." <laughs> and he would like massage her butt. He's like, "We have to tenderize the meat." <laughs> and I was like horrified, but he's like, "No, it's very good." So. Um, You're like, I gotta get a dog that doesn't look appetizing. Yeah, it- she does look delicious though. Yeah, that, that is a cute dog. I know, she's really good. Marshmallow. She's really good. It's an appetizer at most. It's she, not even a full is. course. Yeah. But she's like a real, like, early 2000s, like, throwback to, like, a Paris Hilton, like, um, Britney Spears, like, purse dog. Yeah. Like, Tinkerbell. You know, she's like a, like, like, a, like I'm white. <laughs> she, like, makes me feel like That's I could true. be white. That's true. That is, yeah, like, yeah. Starbucks Ugg boots. Yeah, I'm, like, almost white. If I had a juicy <laughs> tracksuit, I'd be fully white. Yeah, that's that's the American dream, as <laughs> far as I'm concerned. Yeah, yes. yeah. No, I, I also noticed, like, you know, a lot of your bits over the years, you know, when you do the, the your parents' act, when you impersonate your parents, because we do, like, we don't speak Korean that well either. Like, mm-hmm. do you, how's your Korean? Like, what it's, percentage? Well, my Korean is, like, my generation, we came here, and then, like, our our parents were, like, we all want American kids, 100% American kids. And so then they, they would never allow us to speak Korean. So we had to, they, would, they would speak to us in Korean, but we had to answer in English. <laughs> so it was like, I, I do speak Korean, but it's like really like pabo level, like right, really right, right, right. like same, dumb, same. bad, yeah. like, you Conglish, know, like a child, Conglish. like Conglish. Yeah, yeah. No, we did the same thing. But it's funny because when, when we try to do impersonations of Korean people, it's always like an older Korean, like a over 40, 50-year-old dude. Mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It's never like a young Korean. It's always like aggressive the way our parents talk and shit. Like we're about to whip our friend's ass or something. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. All, all the cadences are very angry, right? Yeah. Or naggy. It's, you know what it is? It's like, just pretend that you're like, you're, you're uh, in the uh, like parking area of like some kind of like Kalbi restaurant in the mini mall, and that's like, you're the parking attendant. They're all like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're like really like, yeah. Like it's a very, like it's universal. They don't have to say yeah, words. Yeah. You and just know you can't park there. And it stretches out, so you got the, you got the, 
the quick ones, like yeah, but you got the ones that kind of stretch out like a roller coaster, like na na na, like they kind of. I like the. Yeah 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 yeah. Yeah 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 yeah. All these sound like Migos ad libs and shit, but. It gets. Yeah. It's um. It's also like you know when you're, but you know what you could kind of fake Korean because a big part of it is active listening. You know, it's like, yeah. mm, mm. <laughs> when they like really agree, then it's a. That's <laughs> I learned some. I learned some more advanced shit when I was last in Korea. You just do. You just push your glasses. Yeah, that's yeah. Pretty powerful. It's just like yeah. Yeah, uh -huh. that's a, a good one. Or just take them off completely and just. Oh. <sighs> <laughs> <sighs> no, my my parents. You know, I was born in Argentina. And mm. I came here when I was three years old, and both my parents speak fluent Spanish. Mm. So living in Koreatown, Los Angeles, like they never learned English. So yeah. they only speak Spanish and Korean. Yeah, at, that's, at, at yeah. In my, my house, I bring a black friend over and just Spanish to him and shit. Mm -hmm. I'm like, Mom, he's like, <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> he don't speak any Spanish. But that was like their way of like flexing, like, oh, okay, I'm not going to use Korean. It's Spanish. You yeah, know what I'm saying? but that's cool. That's cool. It was cool. It was cool. Yeah, because, I mean, well, it's kind of great because a lot of um, Koreans come to Koreatown because they never actually have to learn English or even Spanish. They can They can get by... Um, because it's so densely populated with Korean people, so it's it's kind of I think it's it's really I think it's a really great neighborhood for that. Yeah, yeah. Nice. I, I, I've you, like, what's your relationship with Koreatown? Like, do you have any? I mean, because you're from the Bay Area. Yeah. And uh, there's a lot of Bay Area heads who moved down to Los Angeles. Yeah, way, but I um, when I was here, um, I have a really difficult relationship with Koreatown because my relationship is totally different from your guys's. Because when I was starting and I was doing comedy in the '90s. Um, they had just had the L.A. riots happen. And right. so Koreans here were incredibly protective of their public image. And I was doing stand-up comedy on television, and I had a TV show on ABC, and they were so against it. They were really mad that I was out there, and I was swearing, and I, oh, wow. I, they didn't want to, you know, they didn't want to be represented by me. And so I had all, all these, like, moksainims, like, uh, pastors and stuff would, like, get really angry and sit, threaten me with like protests and everything. Oh, wow. yeah. And it was heavy and I would get really upset. I mean, fortunately all those people died. <laughs> so it's RP. <laughs> thank God. They There's all a new died. generation. Thank so God. Now, they um, they're long gone. Yeah. But now I'm the elder, which is great because then I can nurture young people and their art and their, you know, all, all the things that they want to do. But that generation were just they really didn't want to be perceived as anything but like it Christian. was the appearance. They wanted the best versions of their Korean right. youth out yeah. there, right? I, yeah. I, cause I, Know that you were you still knew what's up with K Town because I saw like a, a stand up you did on Jay Leno and you talk <laughs> about Evita and you were like don't cry for me six and Western yes, like, yes. <laughs> yeah you like set the exact cross streets and I was like oh yes. shit well K Town flex it's very K Town but yeah now I have a different relationship to it and and it's it's a, I think it's such an amazing it's amazing resource to have and then we could just go right back to Korea by just taking Alvarado <laughs> yeah exactly right not here. I know, like, uh, I mean, during the ri like the riot era after that, you know, a lot of the Koreans were very proud that came from the ashes of the riots, mm -hmm. you know. There's a lot of young kids who always flex about the riots. Like, yeah, we came out of the riots. I'm like, motherfucker, you were five and shit. Like, yeah. They talk about it like they were on the roof with the fucking guns and shit. Like, you were five, bro, <laughs> watching the ocean on TV. But, yeah, I mean, it's come a long way for sure. And, and, and you know, in Asian American entertainment in the last... I would say like two years has mm -hmm. been crazy. Yeah. And it's weird because I mean I know you know this. Every year you probably like 
you know, because you've been an advocate for so long, like, this is going to be the year we get in. This is going to be the year. And, like, it never was. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. then, like, the last year was the year. Like, did yeah. you feel that? Well, yeah, of course. And it's so amazing and exciting. And I think that finally it's starting to happen where you're seeing much more Asian-American artists in every genre, in every entertainment field. And that's really powerful. Um, so, you know, I just think, like, we've got to create as many, like, Asian-American TV shows and movies and podcasts and albums. It's just just in case white people change their mind. <laughs> so you've got to get it out right now. Hurry! Like, yeah. if you do it really quickly, quickly, you have to do it really fast. Because <laughs> we, we may not, you know, they, they might change their mind. They could any second. Now, I, I feel like, um, you know, people really confuse, I feel like, the Asian experience and the Asian American experience mm -hmm. for a long time because yeah. people are like yeah Asian you know I'm like nah there's two different things going right. on you know right. um, even in music and hip-hop there's a lot of artists that are making noise right now but mm -hmm. it's straight like Asian artists yeah you know whether it's raps in Chinese or Korean that's really popular k-pop right yeah yeah but like I think people mistaken the support for it because they're like oh yeah we support that shit so they think they're just supporting Asian Americans but it's some mm -hmm. other shit yeah, I mean, it's. It, I think it's great though that we're seeing, you know, like BTS and and and, and um, of course Blackpink and all, you know, these acts from Korea coming and becoming huge here. And now, you know, you want to see more Asian American support for that. I mean, the biggest thing to happen to Asian American entertainment has has been Crazy Rich Asians, right? Which is incredible, inc tremendous. I think genre busting revolution. You know, we're seeing so much from that. So I think that. It's like it's a very particular thing to be Asian American, you know, and that's that's an identity that we really are fully like learning who we are, and we're going to embody it now. W when you were coming into the scene, I feel like that was the first um, uh, people were seeing an Asian American almost for the first time, like mm -hmm. uh, Asian American woman, you know, speak. On, and how like well, how did they perceive that? Was it like cats not ready for that in a way? Like you I know. Think I think it was uh, it was weird because I would be doing a lot of comedy and um, in nightclubs and I would have to follow like these white comedians doing a whole, whole bunch of Asian driver jokes and it was really weird you know and so I remember like my first joke was like I drive very well and then people would feel all guilty and then they would have to listen so it was a very strange thing to um, kind of go up it's like I basically just go up on stage and go, okay, I know that you've been racist by laughing for the last half an hour, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna make you understand that and we're gonna continue. So it was a weird thing, um, but I think uh, what is good is that a lot of young people saw my comedy and felt like, oh, I could do that. You know, and that's my big achievement. You know, it's not so much if I was any good, but it, it was that other people saw me and they're really good, so that's really great. Yeah, I I'm curious about what you think, like, like with uh, joking around with Asian stereotypes, how far that's come? Because I come from like a lot of the battle rap world, right? Mm -hmm. So like I still, when I go into a battle, people are still gonna use all the Asian stereotypes still to this day. Yeah. And and, and I listen to the reactions, like if shit still works, you know, mm -hmm. and it does, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like all the shit still works, and I've got hit with all the best Asian jokes. I could appreciate a hell of good Asian joke. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know where how you feel, how far it's gotten with those, you know, few stereotypes or whatnot. Do well, you still feel it's hacky in a way or if it's done right? If it's if it's done clever in a clever way that makes me laugh, then I'm I'm all for it. You know, I think that um, stereotypes exist for uh, the the grain of truth that the small bit of truth that exists from that, you know. So that I think that there is 
there's some merit to it, but um, it's it's boring if it's just like hacky and cheap. But I think it's I think when I do an Asian voice, I, t I talk about my mom and my parents and my comedy, and to me, it's just that's just the way they talk. And uh, the only like criticisms that I've got over the years of like using an Asian voice to talk about my, fa about my family is from white people. They're like, I think that's racist, which I love it when white people tell me what's racist. That's <laughs> real <laughs> that's cute. Um, but it's like <laughs> it's like one of those things where people it's like, oh, he's an ally. Yeah, <laughs> I know. But people want to be like they want to uh, sort of um, maybe uh, make you white or something. That's the only way. Like it's it's they they kind of try to like de-ethnify you to make it somehow more politically correct. But I don't think that's the right answer either. Right, because it's a truth. Like when you're doing those accents, like that's how our parents sound. Yeah, shit. that's how they talk, and it's uh, something that we endured. Like uh, for me, growing up with that, it was like so embarrassing for me and my brother, because my mom would like talk like that, and we would just make fun of her. And that was, I think, where our Asian Americanness was born. You know, because our parents are so Asian. But when Asian Americans start to recognize how funny and fobby that is, that's when you're you start to exist. Right, yeah. right. I think it's just like. A lot of these frustration comes from like how there's not enough like representation of that and that and that, and then like once they see like a nerdy Asian, they get mad and and like I had to tell my friend I was like, yo, why is that nerdy Asian like in that spot? Like people gonna make fun of us? I'm like, there are a lot of nerdy Asians though. Mm -hmm. Like fucking like let them be. That's a real thing that exists. You know. Well, that's yeah. the shit though. You need to see like. <laughs> Ten different types of Asians. You know what right. I'm saying? And we're seeing like one kind, but there's gonna be that. It's just like. The gates have now opened. Yeah. You know what I mean? We might see the wholesome Asian family, that, you know, or whatnot. And you're going to see the fucked up ones, too. I think it's great. I think that the diversity around that is great. And the possibilities around that are, are really exciting. So, I, I mean, I'm, I'm excited about what's coming for Asian Americans in entertainment. And I'm really, I'm looking forward to it. And it's, it's this never happened before. So, I think it's going to be really good. Drugs are, drugs are coming. Drugs are coming. <laughs> Scandal. Yeah, I mean, great. Asians do drugs. So, I mean, yeah. it's like. Asians and Korean students. I've done a lot of shows with Korean student associations and, you know, all these mm. colleges. Don't let that, those motherfuckers yeah, fool you. Snitch, after, after the Korean. <laughs> <laughs> I am a yeah. snitch. After the Korean culture night, after the fan dances and Taekwondo demonstrations, <laughs> they are snorting back there. I swear to you. I mean, <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, what do you? Th I, you gotta. You know, that's you need drugs to get those good grades. You gotta stay up, do those twelve-page <laughs> papers, and you know, it's not. What do you think? Is this coffee, motherfuckers? No. 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 <laughs> um. Yeah. I mean, so are you know <laughs> that journey and that relationship you've had with your parents, you know, during the early days? Because I feel like now things are even changed with relationships we have with our parents. You know, like in Korea, they got a huge American Idol-esque show a competition for you know um rappers and also singers like competitive singing is like huge in asia yeah. you know and yeah and and so now like back in the day you might have asian parents like you got to take this sat and you got to do this and go to college now motherfuckers are trying to send them to labels and try to get contract oh, yeah. deals and shit yeah i mean yeah that's intense if you look at the way that k-pop stars are um that whole the the whole experience you know it reminds me almost of like Ballet dance dancers or something you like in a uh, way way back when like from the Soviet Union right. when they were like they were competing and dancing in order to eat and it's that same kind of almost desperation and drive for people to become K-pop stars because it's 
so much work, so hard, yeah. no time off. And it, you know, you think like, oh, I'm going to be an artist, like that life is easier, but it's actually really not. Right. You know. What is a um, uh, idol trainee's tiger mom? Too. I think I don't know. <laughs> like it's it's like um, you know they can't make any mistakes. They have to like d be able to dance. Yeah. You have to t do the talking. You have to do the, <laughs> can you do the talking? No, do, do you have to very quickly do the move the very quickly. Like if they're they because they do the twerking. I love it when like K-pop stars do the twerking because it's just like they don't have the ass. It's not really twerking. So it's it's like really, really not twerking. But they yeah. do very quickly, so then it makes up for it. <laughs> Yeah, they're best. No, I best. They do take the arts, like with singing and stuff. It is taken very seriously out mm. there. You know, there's a lot of these karaoke rooms where it's for one person. Mm. You know, you know, out here it's more karaoke is more like a group thing, a social thing. We're all yeah. like having fun. There's like this one person karaoke booth, and the screen is like right here, and they just practice their singing, and, and it's competitive. It's like a show. <laughs> I think I saw Wreck all alone in the karaoke room in Cape Town one time, passing through the hallway. He's in the room, just with legs crossed. He's like, I'm a creep. Oh. I'm oh. a weirdo. Oh. I was my own dummy, too, at the same time. <laughs> 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 yeah, uh, so, I mean, what, what was the... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so uh, what was your relationship? I mean, what did you have a lot of quarrels with your parents? Oh, yeah, out? they were so mad at me. When I wanted to do comedy, they were, like, so furious. I mean, well, I told my mom when I was 14 I wanted to be a comedian, and she said, oh, maybe it's better if you just die. <laughs> and so, and I actually do that in my act yeah. just to, you know, show her that I, I actually, you know, I, I listen to her. <laughs> you know, they think it's really funny. Does she find that funny or what? She's like... I don't know why they you do my impression because they, I don't think they is like me at all. And they also it's not really I don't know. <laughs> like she thinks it's not correct. Yeah. And that I'm not doing it right. And you have to let me do some time because I don't think you do it right. So she <laughs> has issues with it, but I think she does like it. They are very happy. Were you always like uh, kind of like funny when you're young? Like like no, a baby? No. Like, not baby. But no, I was like really quiet and like um, I was real scared all the time because uh, like I, I think because, you know, my parents, I was so alone because my parents were super like poor and they um, they both had jobs. So I was kind of by myself all the time. So I was just scared all the time. And then I never talked. And uh, so I when I started doing comedy, it was like this place where I could actually just talk and, and have people like pay attention to me. So it was very exhilarating. And I started so young that I was pretty much a kid anyway. But I think they, they were really upset. Now they're happy about it because they can show off to their exactly. friends. That's they what all Kyrians care got about. Something, yeah. Is that just if they can brag. No, I feel the same way because when I was young, I was, you know, I, I'm the same way. Lashkey child grew up on television, pop mm -hmm. culture. So I'm watching TV. They're working all the time. And performing in front of my parents or, like, you know, trying to be goofy was kind of not, it was, it was scary. My dad yeah. was a strict man, you yeah. know what I mean? So he'd be watching TV. I'd, like, put on his blazer and I'd hop on the, in front of the TV, like, ah, da, da. he's like, get the fuck away. Yeah. Like, it was just a scary, and a dinner table was, like, really scary. I wanted yeah. to get, like, eat and go into my room and shit. Yeah. Yeah, so. Wait, show us again what you did. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was always like a Michael Jackson thing. I like put on the blade. I'm like, I'm Michael Jackson. He's like, shut the Aww. fuck up. No, you're not. You suck. <laughs> Aww. Aww. Yeah, it was an outlet. You He's know. like, beat it. Yeah. Yeah, where's Zoe with the fucking drum rolls? Um, <laughs> no, I, um, I, I recently actually finally got to 
watch the pilot for the All American Girl show. Oh, cool, yeah. Um, yeah. If you guys, if you guys aren't familiar, All American Girl, because this might be before a lot. Yeah, of Yeah, you wouldn't times. know. It was um, in 1994, so uh, we it was the first Asian American show. It's on YouTube. You can watch the pilot. Um, but it was uh, a show that was, I mean, and that year we also had Joy Luck Club. So at that, oh at wow. that time in 1994, we thought, well, maybe there's going to be Asian American entertainment now. But of course, it didn't happen. And <laughs> we had to wait 25 years for that it to happen again. That is weird. I guess every time it happens, like, there's multiple things going on that are Asian American, yeah. it seems like, right? Because yeah. this, this past one with Crazy Rich, it was like searching was happening. Yeah. And like burning. And, you know, there's like uh, a, a Asian music was thriving with BTS, Blackpink. It's like all happens at once. Yeah. And Fresh Off the Boat and, you know, so many things. And uh, But, you know, I think, uh, I think now it's more sustainable. Now there is a real demand for it and an excitement around it. So I, I feel like there's, there's reasons to, to think this is a permanent thing. Was there any like other working titles besides All American Girl during that time? Because um, I know F Fresh Off the Boat had their own issues, you know. They had their well. Th I I was talking to Eddie Huang. I was involved with Eddie Huang with taking his memoir over there to ABC and trying to make a deal oh with wow, them. I didn't know and that, yeah. he was like very insistent on it being called Fresh Off the Boat, and then they didn't want to name it that, right? Because they were like, "Oh, that's racist." But you know, again, it's like that's so cute when white people tell you what's racist. I think. <laughs> It's like, oh, that's adorable. Yeah, yeah, thanks yeah. for thanks for your input, but it's like very. <laughs> it's like I'll take it from here. Yeah, but it's a very it's a it's a it's a very weird point because it's like we're we're empowering ourselves to be fresh off the boat. It's right. like a great thing to celebrate, you know? Because yeah, it's in our community, it was love. it's like kind of like a slang thing we use too. Yeah, you know, and the other choices weren't even that crazy too. I think they were trying to do like straight out of Orlando or some shit like that. You yeah. Know? No, I don't know if that was. I just made that up. But, but that, something with Orlando. Yeah. yeah. That's, I think, I mean, the, the, but Fresh Off the Boat is the, the name of the memoir. It's Fresh Off the Boat. So right. it just was like the right, the right name. But it's so weird. Um, the, our names, what we were thinking of was, uh, I don't know, Dim Sum, Lose Sum. Yeah. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> I, I don't even remember. Something like Wait, that. Wait, was that real? Was <laughs> I don't even know if it was real. It was stupid. Um, but something like that, you know, just just dumb. <laughs> yeah, you gotta have yeah, you gotta have a little bit of Asian, like a hint of it and a little just cleverness a little bit, to it, you know, a little, a little MSG, bit of, uh, if you will. Yeah, you have to <laughs> put something in there. Yeah. yeah. I, I saw when I was watching um, the pilot, and it was like very '90s, which is so great. '90s. Yeah, I love it, and I I can imagine, you know, because because even right now, there's a lot of issues with casting like older Asian uh, women and men in mm -hmm. movies or TV shows because there's not many and the, the, the history of that, it's only a few. Yeah. Was that like the casting process kind of difficult? For yeah, that? it was hard because uh, we were we were trying to look for um, Asian American actors. We we're trying to look for a lot of Korean actors, but unfortunately we couldn't find too many. So we had cast like, there's a ch Chinese actor, B.D. Wong, of course, is amazing. And then Jody, who Jody Long is half Chinese, half Japanese, and then Clyde Kosatsu is uh, Japanese, and then Amy Hill is uh, Japanese and Finnish. She's oh, wow. Hapa. So we we had a very we we had a very diverse cast in terms of Asian American. And they still try to speak a little Korean in it too. To I heard that. Speak a little yeah. bit in there. Um, I give them props for that. That was. <laughs> it was it's uh, it's hard. It's hard, but it was like. Uh, that that uh, you know, looking to cast, I don't mind that. Like if you're if you're in an Asian American project, I don't mind if somebody's playing a Korean, if you're Chinese, or because we're all kind of the same. Like right. we're all basically Chinese. That, well, here, that's the thing. It's like what, I think. and the thing about it, with Asians is like we get 
crazy racist with each other, yeah, and everybody so outside doesn't give a fuck. They're like, what are they arguing about? <laughs> but I think that we're all from the landmass that is China, because I did a... Um, Genealogy test. Twenty three and me joint. Yeah. Yeah, and they, uh, I, they found out I was one hundred percent Chinese. Oh really? Yeah, and oh, my shit. parents were like, "Oh no, there's nothing." <laughs> This, this you know, Koreans were pissed off this when they found that shit out. No, 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 no. But yeah. it actually, all Koreans are Chinese. All uh, We're all Chinese. Though, yeah, th th that's still not going to get through the OG Koreans. Yeah, are gonna be they're, they're like, no, Korea number one. That's no, the thing. They go, we are number one. Like, we get number three in the Olympics. We're like, no, you're num we're number, number one. one. Yeah. No, but I mean, in, in the same way that we're really all from Africa. Right, you right. know, that's where civilization, it's where human beings began. They all came from Africa, so we're all from Africa. That's what's up, you heard that? Okay. Yeah, and uh, but also in China. So yeah, we're all yeah. Chinese. I mean, those are the two big land masses. Yeah. We're just little cousins and shit. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, uh, I was gonna say, um, also, you know, you, know you, you remind me a lot, actually, of my sister. My younger sister was had this kind of gangster edge to her. She's tatted from like the neck down. Oh, cool. Yeah, she's tatted up, and she's had her like her issues with the parents with the tattoo thing. I'm tatted yeah. too. Like I'm blasted. Were they, were they so mad when you got tattoos? When I got my first, <laughs> yeah, my first tattoo though was Koreatown across my chest uh -huh. in in old English, and uh, on a scrawny Asian dude, it just didn't look that hard. <laughs> You know what I mean? I'd be at the water park and shit, Koreatown. It's like Cholo's walking Aww. around. I'm just like, chill. Yeah, I don't bang. <laughs> I don't Aww. bang. Nah, I don't. You know, it's <laughs> yeah, it was. It, but then I added some more harder shit around it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But before just that alone, font was not popping. But yeah, they were mad. I might, you know, my dad. And then as I started getting more and more, you know, of course, they're just getting mad. Like another one, another one. And then you get old enough for like they can't say shit because yeah. I'm old and I'm paying their bills now. You know, it's like yeah, yeah, they, yeah. Once you start to pay their bills, then it's a different story. Yeah, that's yeah. that's that's a nice transition. That yeah. feels good. To when do was that. your first feels tattoo? Feels good to actually. say, "Shut the fuck up, mom." <laughs> 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 Ooh. I don't pay. I don't pay my mom's bills, so I don't, I don't see it. Oh yeah, you can. Oh well. I don't, I'll just throw, you just throw an envelope full of money in their face. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, wh wh when was your, wh your first tattoo? Actually, my first tattoo was very big. It was a big stomach um, and back piece, which had, like, s uh, flowers and, like, snakes. It was done by Ed Hardy, and it was a... The thing was, Ed Hardy um, used to sell his uh, oh book geez. at my dad's, my dad's bookstore. Oh, wow. So they knew him. So And all the employees at my family's bookstore in San Francisco in the 70s were all getting full bodysuits from Ed Hardy. And we would have pictures of people's tattoos, bodysuits, in the 70s and 80s on our refrigerator. So th they knew fully tattooed people very early on, and they, they thought it was inevitable. They're like, oh, I knew... Th ah. That was their reaction, <laughs> like, I knew this was going to happen. Ah. You know, but I think that they were like... Um, you know, they were, they were probably cooler about it than a lot of Korean people. But can you go to Jimjibang with that? No, that's the thing. So, uh, so Jimjibang is a Korean sauna, a spa. And my sister, when she first went to Korea a couple of years back, um, you know, she's it's summer too. It's hot as fuck, and <laughs> she's just wearing turtlenecks and shit. Like, she's sweating up a storm. We try to hide that shit. Try to avoid going to the the spa because with the grandparents, it's like a tradition. Like you go with the grandparents. Yeah. And get a scrub or some shit. And then um, they they yeah, she just avoided for a long time when she went, and 
ex- finally exposed their tattoos for the first time, they fucking freaked out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They sh- died six months later, actually. No, 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 no. But they do. I have sure had nothing to do with yes, the tattoos. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> but they did. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, it was it it was. It was definitely shocking to them, yeah. but I think it was kind of a relief too. You mm-hmm. know, afterwards they get o- they always get over shit. Yeah, you yeah. know, I always tell this story of like me and my mom. Like, n- I used to smoke like a lot of weed. You know, my teenagers up to like my late twenties and shit. And um, my my mom walked in on me like smoking out of a bong, clearing the bong, and I'm like, Oma, like Miani, I'm sorry. Uh-huh. You know, and then she just gets so pissed, snatches the bong out of my hand, about to crack it on the floor. And I'm like, Mom, that's really expensive bong. <laughs> she like, like thinks about it for a second and then like gently places it down on the table. Aww. Never broken, nothing. Aww. Yeah, so it was like, a. <laughs> she was really conflicted. Like, oh, oh, yeah, oh I don't want to waste money. Fuck. That was rough. That's it great. Was, That's great. It was sweet. <laughs> I think she had like a, like the, her first like conflict or Asian, yeah. uh, Asian American conflict. That's incredible. <laughs> That's incredible. That's quick thinking too. Yeah. yeah, and now, you know, now weed is so legal. Like, you know, yeah. I'm sure even like immigrant parents are driving down around the city and seeing so many dispensaries and shit. My dad, like, he was all like, oh, I heard, you know, uh, you can make a lot of money off of weed. Like, should we go in on a dispensary? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Like, motherfucker, you have no money to go in on a dispensary, <laughs> first of all. I'd probably be paying 80% of it. And, like, yeah, I broke it down. But he was like, things has changed, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. It's just things change mm-hmm. when, when everything's happening, like, all around you, even the finances or whatever. Yeah, yeah. You know? Um, even, like, professions, right? Like, we talk about how your parents want us to be certain things, doctors and lawyers, but that was because, literally, they fucking make money. Yeah. And it was also success that they could uh, see. And they, you know, it's mostly like for Koreans, it's all about what the other Koreans are doing. So you want to like follow like the other Korean kids of like a family. And it's like if they're going to Yale and Stanford, then you want your kids to do that too. And it's mostly just keeping up with the other Koreans. I think because Korea is such a um, competitive society and there's so few resources and, and, and there's so many people like trying to get them that even when they come to America that that's still about like trying to get those things right. you know so that's what I think the drive is what, what yeah. are the what are the other Koreans uh, doing during that like when you were coming up did you see any other Korean families making certain types of moves or a majority of them going into a certain industry I'm um, curious about that yeah well a lot of people like became lawyers and doctors and then um, you know it, it's like uh, what happens uh, my generation too is that a lot of the kids like would do all these they go to like become a doctor and then be really frustrated in their job and want to change well like Ken Jeong which is a perfect perfect transition to his career because he he was opening for me doing comedy 25 years ago and um, he was in med school and and I was like wow that is crazy that he's like he really wants to be a comedian, but he's going to med school. And then he just went through all that, became a doctor, and then decided to go back and be a comedian again. So, I mean, it's this thing where, like, a lot of people got very frustrated with the, the careers that their parents wanted for them. And then they decided to do their own thing, which I think is really cool. He almost, like, just got that out the way just to, like, <laughs> let me please you. And then I had to go back to my joint. Yeah. And also, I mean, I think he was good at it, too. You know, because you can't, you can't, it, it, it's like, you can't deny that, like, it's got to be hard to be a doctor, and you also have to have all of you to do it, you know, your heart has to be in it, so I think that there's part of him that did love it, but uh, it's exciting to see that he, he's finally come back to comedy, which is really cool. 
Yeah, I see a lot of Asian Americans when they talk about that, about, oh, you know, not all of us want to be doctors and lawyers. I'm like, why not? That shit's a fire-ass job. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. cool. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's like, really cool. God damn, what else you want? You want to be a struggle rapper, bro? Trust me. Yeah, yeah. My, cousin, my cousin's a surgeon. He got all the newest Teslas. <laughs> <laughs> all of them? All the new ones? Yeah. And, yeah. And he, yeah, when he was not married, he like, all the girls he was with were, like, I was smashed. <laughs> mm. <Yeah>. All right. <laughs> That's it. That's great. So you were getting all his leftover uh, doctor no, groupies. I, no, I, I just <laughs> said, you know, hypothetically, I would smash. I didn't get to smash. <laughs> okay. Mm. I'm not a surgeon. <laughs> all right. I think what I'm getting now is not even just the disappointment of being a rapper, but like the level of rapper that I am. Oh, mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because it's hard to explain to your parents like a working class entertainer. Because, you know, they want to see like, where the fuck are your billboards? How come you're not on TV? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it's hard to explain the blue collar entertainer. Yeah, but it's actually cool, though, because it's like it, it's it's a very I mean, you have to be so talented to to make a living and be a blue collar entertainer. So I think it's a very I think it's a good place to be. Like, it's like there's so many as, as I've been in like all of this for long enough to know that like it's actually great to be at this level of being like a working person entertainer because then you can like survive through the ages of of and, and really develop as an artist whereas people who become very 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 famous very quickly kind of go down very very quickly too so to be able to stay at the same place over many many years is actually much more um i think gratifying and as an artist and that, that's also all the kind of artists that I, I like to watch and follow too so I mean there's there's show business is so weird because there's so many levels of right. it and there's lots of things to appreciate about being for me I've really enjoyed where I'm at yeah it's it's a it's a marathon for yeah. sure and I mean you're still in the trenches and kind of the front line of a lot of the performance side of things as mm-hmm. a comedian you know because you know a lot of the the transition people make is kind of going behind the scenes and doing mm-hmm. production stuff. But, yeah. you know, not everybody wants to go that route either. Like, I still love performing yeah, and, and yeah. stuff. Like, how, how do you, has that taken a toll necessarily? Because traveling around a lot, performing live. Yeah, and so I'm trying to do a couple of more, like, behind the scenes. Like, I, I'm a producer and I'm a um, director on some things, different things. And, and that is uh, really exciting and fun, too, because you can uh, help other people. Um, so, you know, I, I, but I don't think I would ever go all the way back and stop performing. To me, that is still really, uh, it's really rewarding. Right. And, and, you know, you've really dabbled in a lot of stuff because you've done musical stuff, yeah, too. She's yeah. She's even done a you know music video and song with Aquafina called Green Tea. There's a music video online. And how did you, how did you... Uh, link with her. Well, I had been a fan of hers for a long time before that, and since she's so like New York, and I'm so he- LA that I never, I never got to run into her or see her. So I reached out to her because I wanted to do a collaboration, and um, you know, it was really fun. And she's so brilliant; like, she just is so incredible. Like, you, you just take her to studio, and she just creates it all. And and, and we shot a video out here, and it was it was really powerful to see that side of it. You know, that right. side of entertainment, where to me, that's all very new like if I like go into the studio to to record something I have to be very like what's gonna happen and plan it all out where she just it comes off the top of her head which is really cool but the vibe is I mean it's dope too it's pretty bold of you to just be like I'm gonna make a rap song Uh out of nowhere you know what I mean and just do it and the visuals you had all the hanbok the traditional Korean (laughs) dresses that was fun it's really fun and you know I think well I think that like if you're a comedian though you can kind of do whatever it doesn't really matter because it's like 
I'm not. It doesn't have to be so serious, That's you know. True. So it's just it's just having fun, and I I was really just trying to meet her and see what it would be like to work with her, which is really cool. And, and the you know it was dope to see the generations of like yeah. you know Asian American uh, women in comedy. Yeah. And then um, also there's a connection also because. Her upcoming show on Comedy Central, her dad is played by B.D. Wong. Yes. Who was your brother in All American Girl. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And That's he so was, sick. He's um, he's incredible, incredible actor. And uh, he and I have been everything in we he was my brother he's also been my husband he's just been my boyfriend he's just <laughs> been my you know he's been that's like that's how small the asian american like we've uh, had every single relationship community. all the asian actors that are Very around incestual. we've yeah, done right. everything together <laughs> and so it's a really it's a really funny thing but yeah he's playing her father and that show is going to be really cool what kind of like projects are you eyeing and or, or, like want to go into you know i feel like now you know, I don't know how. Actually, th this is another question. Do you feel like more opportunities have even opened up for you? I mean, they've always, you've always kind of managed to break through when there yeah. wasn't either, even. Yeah. But yeah. Has, do you feel that in a sense? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm able to work a lot in different things and be there for people. I think it's, um, I think it's really cool. Like, I, I end up playing a lot of uh, cops, and I feel like in a couple of years I'll be the judge and everything. <laughs> like I'm, I'm like so perfect for like a judge role, um, but yeah, usually cops, usually like that kind of like older person, um, like s saying they can't do something, like no, don't do that, no, 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 that kind of thing, <laughs> like don't like the naysayer and everything. Um, oh, like the like the. Uh, the lieutenant who's all like, no, you're off this case. Yeah. It's like, no, I want to work this case. I've been working on it for the last week. No, you're off of it. You're out. You're out. Yeah, yeah, you're out. yeah, yeah. Um, you're, on, you're on face off as like some kind yeah, of. Yeah, that I'm, you're out. That, <laughs> I did that in face off. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Well, you were, Get out. Um, were you like an really analyst good. or something on face? What uh, was it? No, I'm like, face off is kind of almost like an Americanization of, of hard boiled in a lot of ways. There's a lot of things. It's a John, John Woo movie also. Right, right, so, yeah. Um, in Face Off, I am a FBI agent. I don't know. Um, like a partner. Right? I'm a partner, but all I remember from that movie is that it it I got so fat in it because I kept going to John Travolta's trailer and eating pie with him. So <laughs> we would eat like he's like, hey Margaret, come here, I got some pie. He's like, come on, like come here, come here. And we would eat like a pie. He would eat like one whole boysenberry pie to his head, like with a. <laughs> To his head. To the head. Like, like a bong rip. Just to his head, he took a boysenberry pie. The whole pie he would eat with a fork. Like, just eat the pie and, um, like, a nine-inch pie. And then I would have my own nine-inch pie that I was <laughs> supposed to eat. And then, so they had to, like, sew a panel in the back of my costume for that would, like, stretch that much. Because I, I, I gained about that much. They're just giving you the much. stink eye, like, you've been eating they pies, were, They were you? so mad because I ate so much pie that I grew a big, big... And the, the, the movie takes place over a very short period of time. So we had the same <laughs> co costume on for a year. I'd have it ex extended. <laughs> oh, wait, 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 wait. So what were we talking about right now? Your, um, the projects. Yeah, oh, projects that I get to do. Uh, well, I'm doing a couple different things. Uh, one of them is I'm doing an adaptation of a uh, very popular uh, K-drama to American oh. television, which wow. is uh, it's quite a lot, and it's really cool. So it's still in the very early stages, and I can't really right, right, divulge. Right. But that's it's a really exciting. Do you watch exciting. K dramas yourself? Yeah, yeah. So oh, it's, you do. This is like a totally exciting thing. I mean, I'm more of like I like the Korean like revenge movies. I'm, I mean, right. to me, I'm more the old of a boys, yeah. The I like the Lady Vengeance. I li yeah, I like Lady Vengeance. That's my favorite. But my favorite right now is I saw the Devil. 
Yeah, yeah. I like yeah. a big like all classics. Chemin sick all like classics. with a with a dagger and you know. Yeah, Koreans love revenge. I they do. You know what I mean? It's like a, it's a hair it's like a, a heritage thing. And I wondered until like somebody like did me wrong and I was like, I'm gonna kill this motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> One day. Yeah. <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like you feel it later, you know what I'm saying? It's all about the long game too. It's like I'm not gonna get you today, <laughs> but I'm gonna get you someday. And it's <laughs> I'm it's gonna really put microdose of poison in your lunches, yeah. and then just eventually you'll start dying. Yeah, it's no, just a little bit of ground glass. It's very every strategic. A little bit. Every very day. strategic. But uh, so so that that projects of like converting, um, not converting shows like to American television. I mean, it's popular. Like, um, the Masked Singer, which is also a Korean show. Oh yeah, shout very out! You were on the Masked Singer it, as the you. poodle, but and uh, <laughs> you'll make some noise one time for yes. the. Yes. Anybody here actually watched the Masked Singer? I'm curious. Make it's some a, noise if you watch the Masked Singer. It's a popular Korean show. Okay, cool. And it's based off of a Korean show. Yeah. And uh, did, did that have something to do with them getting you actually for the show, or well, was I think it? I think that they just wanted to have uh, people that they had worked with before, and so they I I'd worked with the the same kind of production company on something else, so they they knew that I would keep a secret. That was the most important thing that you couldn't tell anybody that you were on. How it. was that experience? Were you, were you always into singing? And yeah, it's fun. I mean, I I, I think like it, it was, um, you know, a lot more singing than I was used to and a lot better singing than I was used to. So I love auto-tune and I love all that stuff. And they didn't let you have any of that. So um, that was stressful. But uh, I had a good time. And uh, but they, they're, they're, the I think the trend is that taking Korean shows and, and making them uh, for American television. Oh, I yeah. Think it's cool. It, it's popping right now. Yeah. Uh, like I mean, I'm sure a lot of even people here. There's a lot of Koreans, non-Koreans who watch Korean dramas, right? Make some noise if you do. It's so good. Yeah, it's th so exciting. Th that's I, I definitely have a, a good amount of fan base of non-Koreans who follow Korean culture as well, right? Make some noise. I love you guys. I will always have you. We will be each other's. Aww. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you guys. I appreciate y'all. No, nah, nah, I'm really stoked. Uh, I mean, when I saw that, I, I, it's weird because a lot of people couldn't guess who you were. Mm -hmm. But like after I knew that it was you and then I listened, I was like, I, I totally you hear your you voice. That's hear, how, yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, it's yeah, it was really cool to kind of see that side of you. And then you had like, it was like dramatic too. You had to swing. You know? I know. It was, it, they, you know, they, they try to do things to make your voice get all like jump. So that that that's what the all of the choreography is supposed to make you like not have as as like easy of a time of singing. So I, I was I didn't have a rehearsal or anything. They just like there's a get up in there, and so I was like up above the stage like 75 feet, and I didn't know I didn't know it was gonna happen, but it was okay. It's that's all right. Tight. That's <laughs> tight. I want I want uh, I'm gonna interrupt you. I want to bring out uh, just another guest, and then we can all chop it up together yes. for another like you know. I like that. Fifteen minutes or so. You know, I don't want to take up all your time because um, your time I, is more valuable than any pee? of us. Yeah, you can. Oh. Yeah. Uh, I want to bring out uh, my boys from Far East Movement over Hi. here. Make some noise for Hi. Kev and Pro from the Far East Movement. Thank you guys for coming. Meet Margaret Cho, the, the, our queen. Yeah, I wanted to, you know, uh, bring these guys out because actually we we talk to each other every day. These guys actually are my managers as well for people who might not know. But um, these guys, uh, introduce yourselves one time. Hey, what's up? I'm Kev Nish from Transparent Agency, Far East Movement. It's Transparent Arts now, homie. Transparent Arts. We are now a, a <laughs> He's like, label. ever since the merger, we're Transparent Arts. Yeah. Get it right. Huh? Corporate. <laughs> hey, pro. 
uh, from Far East Movement and Transparent Arts. Yeah, one Ooh. time for Far East Movement. Yeah. And there's actually a third member, uh, the DJ, of course, Filipino, um, as most DJs are. Uh, <laughs> he dances the best. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I wanted to, you know, I think this is like, there's a, th a reoccurring theme right here as the guests are coming on because to me, like, these are some pioneers, you know, um, with her in television and stand up comedy. These guys in music, um, they were actually the first ever uh, to get a number one billboard hit as an Asian group in America. So make some noise for that. <laughs> Which is now a lot easier to do, not playing. No, it's still hard. Um, but yeah, they had a song called Fly Like a G6. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, you guys have flown. Okay. <laughs> uh, how, how was your bathroom break, Rick? <laughs> Oh man, it's amazing. I want you to know, yeah, uh, you were mic'd up the whole time. We heard everything. <laughs> no, uh. <laughs> no, no, no. But uh, yo, uh, thank you guys for coming on the show. Thanks, man. Um, and you know, I've been wanting to have you guys on, and you guys <laughs> manage me. And there's like, it's crazy because we have a long history. When I was like 14, 15 years old, rapping in Koreatown, Los Angeles, these guys were already doing their thing as a group um, in, in grassroots. And there was other people doing shows with us at the time that are pretty. Uh, blowing up in Hollywood as well, well like Randall Park, who's oh, on yeah, Fresh yeah. Off the Boat. He was a rapper in a, in a band called Illigan that was like the, the Roots, and he was like the, the, the black dot of the, the group, the rapper in it, and now he's the father of on Fresh Off the Boat. But um, yeah, can we, let's talk a little bit about that like journey, because up to the point, you know, that number one hit, because that was like playing in all the clubs, but you guys started as like a super underground hip hop group, breakdancing backpacks with fucking aerosol cans or whatever the fuck. <laughs> Hip-hop people do. Coming from you, that's that's a compliment. Yeah. I mean, but yo, actually, remember the time we actually met Dumb? So we were trying to figure out, we were hosting uh, open mics, poetry nights, whatever it may be, and then we went to open mic where Dumb was, and he was like 14, he had like Dickies on, and like a brown, I think like a Hiro shirt. Yeah, probably. He's the same yeah. Dickies, about right? Yeah, same no, no, I'm playing, I'm playing. And, and then, and I think like he was like roasting us then at 14 years old. Things never change. Yeah. Just roasting. But you guys yeah. gave me far more roasting material now with the mustache and all. But uh, no, I'm kidding. Wow. I'm kidding. No. That was part of the agreement, though. No, no, no. But yeah, I mean, yeah. at the time, it was, it was because, you know, as in the rap community, like, you're young and arrogant, just like comedy, you know, you're cocky. And you start seeing other people, like, killing it. You think you're better and you feel like you should be in that position. That's, like, just young shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, we, we never, I mean, never since then where we think we would ever work together. It was such different different landscapes of music. Like when we started out, like we did, we went to like every open mic, everything that was possibly like politically based or socially relevant. And we were we were writing rhymes and actually making songs like that, which a lot of people wouldn't even assume considering they heard G6. But what, when, what we realized is through that, we're like, man, like why don't we try something different? We, we really want change to happen. We think like Far East Movement was a name that we purposely made. It wasn't an accident, so we thought, why don't we try to make pop music, man? Why don't we try to make songs where like the social the social relevance would be that people wouldn't even realize they're listening to Asians, right? And so we did that. We like completely made a left turn and started listening to like Black Eyed Peas and pop music and just like understanding like great like song structure and and, and arrangements in pop music and why it's catchy. And You're like, you, fuck the struggle rap shit. Nah, we ain't making no, 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 no. no goddamn it's, it's, No, no, no I know what struggle. you mean, though, because I feel like yeah. now, you know, you know, after understanding it more uh, as an artist, and, and 
Because I think we forget about a lot of things. Because when I was a young kid watching television, I was like, I, want, I was like, oh man, I want to be on a yacht popping champagne with Diddy. I was on like, I can't wait to be able to pay my rent off of rap. You know what I mean? Like it was, <laughs> you, you know what I mean, though, right? Like the dream was a lot bigger. And then when you get into the reality of things, like you do realize you do certain things, and you got to pay your bills, you take certain gigs, you might not want to, and it's not exactly that, but. I like that you had this huge goal, even as an eight, like an Asian rap group, right? Like well, here, here's the funny thing though, is we were making trying to make pop music in a struggle rap real life, which is like the hardest thing to do because then you have no credibility. You're just like making pop music. But yeah, like through that, that's how we got Far East Movement and that was how we started to make music that we thought we were looking at the radio and thinking if we could get on there. And then if we could do this, if we could do that, like maybe that's the movement and that's the change. And then we were in situations where we did finally get in a situation where we're next to Jimmy Iovine, next to the record labels at Universal, at Interscope. And, you know, there's always rumblings of, hey, maybe you guys should change your name. That's like really, Yeah, I wanted to really talk about Asian. that because you guys have a like Far East movement. That's not like a mainstream top 40 kind of name. You know what I mean? I'm just saying it's not. It's like... That's like a very, it's still very like underground and grassrootsy kind of, you know what I mean? Like there's still an underground group like named that on a flyer somewhere and shit, you know? Like, but but you guys kind of, you guys fought for that in a way, you're saying, you know? What's funny about that is um, we used to do like, like battles online too. And the first thing that any battle would start off with was like, your acronym is FEM. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it like didn't work on many levels. That's a real rapper right there. <laughs> I, I'm not gonna front. I thought about it too. Yeah, like, you have <laughs> lines for that, like. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, I, you know, I commend you guys for keeping that name still, because you know, it kind of you're half Far East, literally the fucking name. You know what? It it confused people. So people were like, "That's strange," but the song is cool. We're turning up at frat parties, at colleges, at clubs, <laughs> and then they would like book us, and we would go, and we'd have our shades on and everything, and then they go, "Whoa." Damn, you guys are Asian? Right, right, right. Like, whoa, we've gotten situations where we're headlining, and the security would be like, "No, no, 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 you guys can't, you guys can't come back." No, no, no we, we're about to perform. Like we, we're doing. Nah, 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 nah. They're letting your security yeah. in. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, guys yeah. are good. No, yeah, yeah. and that's what it was. Anyone that looks the part. They're like, tell your accountants to wait in the bus. Yeah, yeah. legit. It, no, the, we're the we're the dance crew. We're the yeah. dance crew. We're oh, you guys are the dance crew. We're, we're oh, I just right, think it's, right, I think right. it's really crew. revolutionary to have like Asian people a group with an Asian name. You know, it's like you it's like look at like Wu Tang. Yeah. Like it's a, to me it's like so unusual to actually sort of name this we are we are far east movement. I think that's really I think it's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Wu Tang, by the way, are Asian pioneers as well. We yeah, I mean, <laughs> the Asian delegation of claimed Chris is them. the yes. best Asian rapper. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I I really think that was cool that you guys kept that. And was there like were labels actually suggesting that you guys do change the name or? Oh yeah, absolutely. We got that many times. We'd be like, yeah, maybe you should just change your name to something less ethnic. Like, like what? What, what? What do you mean? What do you mean? Anything <laughs> electronic. Yeah. Oh, think, something you know, electronic. Because some, we was like electronic. Something euro. Yeah, you know. <laughs> it doesn't make sense, but. There's also other execs that stood by that. And mm -hmm. those are the execs that we stayed with, you know, Cherry Tree Records and all that. Like, there's people that believed in, like, that type of uniqueness. That's what's different. And, and so, you know, shout out to those execs that, like, you know, really and pushed that. The one thing I noticed, even before you guys have Fly Like a G6, 
you guys did have a fan base brewing and it was growing and you guys did have a huge Asian support initially from because uh, the Asian culture was a different like Asian American culture with things like the import car scene, right? Like the import car models and all. Because you guys had those import car models in your oh, videos. Oh, those man. are like the homegirls. Those are like your homegirls you asked to be in the videos. Hey, and happy ABG month, man. Happy ABG, the Asian baby girl, as we like to call it in our community, which is our version of like cholas, you know, hoop earrings, sharpie eyebrows, all the works. <laughs> Usually a koi fisher dragon tattoo. Um, but, uh, but, but I'm saying like you had that community like rocking with you guys. And that was kind of cool. Even the club nights, like the Asian club nights, you know, y'all were like killing those. We were, we were, we were definitely at the club nights, learning, learning what people like. Pro learning. Was learning, learning, <laughs> what, <laughs> what type of music works with what type of alcohol. Now, one thing though that a story Pro always tells is is uh, the round round Justin Lin story. Oh yeah, yeah, that was like uh, it's it's always. Th Thank you for the layup. I appreciate yeah, that. That was a good one. Yeah, let's hear it. Let's hear it. That's how you know we're a squad. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah. You're looking out for me, trying to give me some time. I like that. Um, but yeah, like in the, like, our people are really the ones who have just kept us going the whole time. Um, yeah, so our first real big break was um, when Justin Lin put our song Round Round in Fast and Furious 3. Mm. And um, the first time, like, he rewrote the whole script and turned the movie in. And they were like, it's entirely too long. It was like three and a half hours. It was like The Godfather. Mm -hmm. And then so they're, they're like, you got to edit this. So he's editing hella parts and... They kept saying to edit our part out. Like we have the most irrelevant scene in that movie. If you ever think of, it. if you watch <laughs> it, there's like this like moment where like they they do like a like a bird's eye view of, of Tokyo, and there's these guys playing soccer on top of a roof for like three seconds. Yeah. And they play our record in that part. He refused to chop that out because he wanted to give us a look. Aww. Oh wow. Yeah. And Community. then yeah. So that's why we uh we we were on there. And funny enough, we had a, a, another song that was on there with the Teriyaki Boys. With shout out to Verbal. Yeah. Um, and uh, people would book us thinking that we were them. All right. Every right, right. time. So we would do these shows. <laughs> and we took that money. Oh, oh yeah. All <laughs> day. And they'd always come back to us like, hey, why why didn't you play your hit song? Right. Like, oh, yeah, you got to book us next time for that, man. Like, you don't get that the first time around. You, you catfished the promoters, huh? All day. All yes, day. It, it's Survival weird. of the I fittest, start, man. Hey, yeah. <laughs> Turning, guys. No, it's it's crazy because like that was in our Asian community the the really big song before like the Gangnam Style, and that was years even before that. But th but it's not the same effect because Gangnam Style was like, you know, we knew it was clearly that I was like this Asian dude from Korea, you know, Ooh. and you guys were like it was a little bit more mysterious. You guys were like aliens or something, you know, because <laughs> no, because you guys had the sunglasses and then the, the, the matching like outfits. It was like this unit, like, you know, I don't know what to compare it to. It was very Asian American. I was with you guys when you did uh, George Lopez. Yes. Oh, right so I was really exciting to see you and it was like very different because it was like this emergence of Asian American hip hop, which was very, very different. Even, I mean, Gangnam Style was so... Korean branded. And it was. You know, it was like sort of almost like an introduction of this is Korea now. Right. But um, yeah, you guys were just so, it was so American. It was very exciting. Thank you. Yes. Thank, I, that was a great night. George yeah. Lopez was awesome. It was so cool. Yeah. And you introduced us to like really what a G6 was. You know what I mean? Like We I didn't, didn't know, know what it was. <laughs> Have you guys ever flown on a G6 or was it all we're, a lie? It's completely a lie. A lie. You'd never 100%. flown ever on a G6. There, there was this article on CNN that's like, yo, like uh, something about should we get like Far East Movement a flight on a G6? It was, it was like, what? It was on Reddit, I think. It was something. Yeah. Some, it was some news site. 
saying like, you know, wouldn't that be amazing? Because we were like, yeah, we've never ridden in one. So mm-hmm. what's it like? <laughs> Still haven't. What's it like? I've know. never ridden in a fucking G6. I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, yeah, I thought that was a Razor or some shit. No, um, <laughs> uh, no, <laughs> but uh, yeah, whatchamacallit, um, a- after that, you guys had you guys continued to success. You've had other like songs that charted on the shit, like Rocketeer. And that song was like, a lot of cats that might not know this, but it was written by... Uh, 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 Bruno, Bruno Mars, Mars co-written yeah. by Bruno Mars. Yeah, yeah and um, yeah, it, 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 I like. I, I, how was that? <laughs> okay. What was that? Well, how'd you guys meet uh, him? And he was just a songwriter at the time, right? Yeah. Well, there wasn't a lot of Asian American, at least that we knew about. There wasn't a lot of Asian American songwriters in the music circle. There was a few, and if we all like, we were interns at the record labels all the time at Interscope Records. There's like three Asian people all interns, one of them is here. And, and, and it's like, that was kind of the vibe. It was like, we were all trying to figure out the music industry with no blueprint. There was there was no buddy to look up to that was Asian American that could mentor you. Like, here's how you do music industry. So it was really like, we're all hustling, scrambling, but on the side, we were also creatives. So a lot of people that were working at the labels were doing writing sessions. One of those people was Bruno Mars. Another was uh, John Yip from The Stereotypes, who's now our partner, um, that we just were literally every week in the studio writing records for other people, writing records for ourselves. And Bruno ended up writing about six songs on our first album. Sick. Yeah. That's crazy. Uh, You know, I always wonder about the music scene with Asians participating in the music scene, because why, why hasn't there been, even years ago, like a like a pop star, like an Asian female pop star or something. You know what I mean? Because I feel like there's there's in acting and entertainment, there was always still bits of it, but you never really saw many Asians in mainstream music. And I always kind of wondered about that. Yeah, well, I think it's still racist. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a very, like, the way that people are racist towards Asian Americans, it's not necessarily, like, outward racism. It's more about invisibility and, and non-inclusion. And, uh, and so it's like this thing of, like, where, I mean, th- of course there's talented Asian Americans who we should have had, we should have had whoever that, that Gaga is or Madonna is, you know. Um, but it, it, for some reason, it's like okay to have classical Asian American artists. Right. You know, you could see them, you know, in, in like Carnegie Hall or whatever, like, you know, but then Yo-Yo you Ma. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yo-Yo Ma's cool, uh, cool though. Um, he's, yeah. really, he's really cool. Um, he and I look exactly like. <laughs> if you look at him, I've actually played him before on uh, in sketches and oh, wow. I, I, I look just like we look exactly like and it can freaks us both out. Yeah, no, but I can fake it. I, I can fake it. No, he's real weird to me and I'm I'm real weird to him because we look alike exactly. Um, but it's a it's a you know it's a it's a weird thing where somehow we are acceptable as a certain kind of artist. You know, like there's you know people who play classical music or the virtuosos or whatever. But you know, why are we not seeing that you know that pop star? Well, now we are. Now we are. Yeah, I just wondered because it's like with music, it's just like sonics, you know, mm-hmm. like audio. You mm-hmm. don't have to necessarily be out there about all the time. Yeah. You know, and that was that was something I just found like really weird that we haven't had that. I think yeah. it comes to role models, though. I think now the new generation of kids, they're looking yeah. at BTS, they're looking at Dumbfounded, and they're saying, okay, like I can battle rap, I can do this, I can do that. But there wasn't that. And I think like we didn't have that either. We actually, when we first started, we were like, guys, we hit the jackpot. We are the first Asian Americans to ever make music. Because there was like 
literally we didn't <laughs> know. Ever make music? No, we yeah. didn't know. Yeah. We're in K Town. No one has the software yeah. that we no do <laughs> to make music. There's no one else in America that knows what we know. And then we flip on the TV and we saw Jin, and our heart was like, oh. All right, that's an OG right there for sure. Shout out to Jin the MC. But we were like, wait, what? What, what is this? Who is this guy? And how does he know what we know? You know what I mean? <laughs> he got a copy of the software. Oh, yeah, he, he knows. He knows hip hop. Oh my gosh! And then and then he shouted out this website, Asian Raps. We go on there and we're like, "Yo, there's like a, a community here, a community like an yeah, online community." Yeah. And then that was that like that made us. At of first, course, it we was would like meet a hard, online. It was like a hard sunken <laughs> feeling, like we lost our secret. Right, right. But it was also an inspiring thing. Once we got over that, it gives we're you like, chills, right? Because yeah. I know for me, when I saw Jen on 106 and Park on BT, he's a rapper, uh, early 2000s. You know, he just showed up on this weekly show, 106 and Park on BT, where people would battle each other. Freestyle Fridays. Freestyle Fridays. And he, this Asian dude popped out of nowhere and was killing everybody on that shit. And that shit gave me chills, like, for real. And, you know, and I, that just, you know, put, put into perspective, like, even with you guys, even way before that, there was even less role models and, and people to look up to. I mean, who were some of the people maybe you guys all looked up to? I think that uh, for us, Jin used to always call us the Far Eastie Boys. And then that guy started looking at the Beastie Boys. <laughs> and, um, just like the way that they think outside the box, like mm. they would do instrumental albums, mm. like they would do, you know, live versions of their concerts. And also they're like three white boys in this, you know, predominant black craft, you know. Or, or, you know. No, absolutely. So mm. then you guys probably looked at you guys like we're, we're a trio of Asian dudes. Did you ever do this, though? Did you guys ever look for, like, the one Asian guy in the band of, like, Smashing Pumpkins? If you like, oh, yeah. I like that. Oh, yeah, I did that you shit. Yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we, we still claim those motherfuckers, yeah. too. We're yeah. like, we go, oh, dang, come <laughs> yeah, on. Like, yeah, 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 it's Karen O. You know oh, she's I mean? so like, cool. Come on, like, yeah. all the cool ones? Yeah, mm -hmm. non-cool ones, you know. I'm well, like, uh, nah, I don't think he's One great. thing we did, like, when uh, rappers would come out, because, like, nowadays everyone has social media. You know what they look like and everything. But back then, like, uh, Jay Kwan, Tipsy. Come on, like, is Jaquan a... <laughs> is he Korean? <laughs> Jaquan? Nah, he was just a black dude named Jaquan, but we were like, isn't, isn't he John Kwan? <laughs> <laughs> you remember you might be a John Kwan? From, uh, from Rough Riders? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A young one. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> <laughs> like, hmm. like, after further investigation, no, drag he was on. not. <laughs> drag on? No? Uh, no, not. Okay. Yeah, Jaquan, I was <laughs> like, maybe. Maybe, but there's you know there's a lot of I always it is cool kind of fact I think just because there wasn't that many just full on evident Korean or Asian um, you know artists or sports when when there's like a little quarter or a half we're like oh shit that's cool oh we fun. loved it yeah that, so that was our role models and then what we're thinking now though is back to the pop star thing that could happen they're seeing BTS there's like way more uh, I'd say youngsters that are online that are like. That's a career path. Like you were talking about the parents. The parents are pushing them towards it, thinking mm. like this is a viable like career. So we're gonna we're definitely gonna see it. Yeah. yeah. In Korea, they got rap yeah. schools. They got like yeah. K pop schools. That's mm -hmm. crazy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Would you, would you teach like a rap master class in Korea? Uh, well, I mean <laughs> there's there's stand up classes. There's there's like yeah, I mean there's there's a definitely like the is a way to kind of look towards like monetizing your children. <laughs> I think, you know, and that, that part of, yeah, that part of like trying to get them early into like this idea of like, let's get them perfect. I think K-pop is really about like, let, let's make the perfect rock star. And we're, you know, they, right. they like find the perfect like kid who's going to like 
be that potential and then they'll mold that potential with hours and hours of work every day and that's how these huge like k-pop groups these idols are born right it's incredible yeah, that, that, that is funny when you said monetizing your children because like, that is, is how yeah. a lot of Asian parents do see it too. Yeah. You know? I could just imagine like a group of parents just like having coffee. It's like, have you been monetizing your children yet? <laughs> like, <laughs> you got to monetize your children. You have to. It's you amazing to. though if you really think about it. Like the fact that we can go in and, and think that an, an Asian artist is a viable career option. An That's Asian true. movie with all Asian people can be number one yeah. in, in the U.S. Yeah. That we even have like a, a presidential candidate right now mm -hmm. who's like kind of making right. way. Andrew right Andrew Yang. Right. Yeah. What are you guys' thoughts on Andrew Yang? You, he's you cool. like him? Yeah, he's, he's cool. got a lot of great points. Are, are cool. Asians are Asians doing like feeling like okay, we might vote for him because he's Asian? Like, are we doing that or what are we doing? <laughs> I sure will. I'm just wondering yeah. if I should be hopping on the Yang train or whatnot. Yeah. I don't know. We always have that 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 dilemma though in in as an Asian community towards any role models, right? We're like, oh, Far East. That's not that's not the rapper we wanted. Oh, this rapper. That's not the Eminem we wanted, you know. Mm. Is that is that gonna happen? Is that always gonna be a thing? Oh, Crazy Rich Asians. A lot of people love it. A lot of people are like, ah, oh, that's not the movie we wanted. Like, where's the line? And like, how do we support? You it's know? like I think that um, we were always so fractured because of the fact that all of our countries were in so many wars with each other that we carry that into this generation. That we like are judgmental towards each other because we have those natural things to like want to fracture our relationships. Whereas black people don't have that. Black people are so united is a community because they have to be because of their activism and they they like have that tradition of like always supporting like black movies and black artists and so we need to get some of that and i think that's starting to happen which is really really important we've got to go with that prison mentality where like the asians there's not enough of them from the fraction out they got to protect themselves so the cambodians and the filipinos and the koreans are all just well i always yeah. I, but i always talk about this too and on the hand of that i wonder if because one thing I really respect about the, the black community in the entertainment, too, is that there was always this kind of, like, tough love element mm -hmm. where, like, for instance, if they go on the Apollo mm -hmm. and they weren't feeling somebody, they'll boot them off the stage. Yeah. You know, and it's like that kind of builds this, like, thick skinness. Yeah. Where you're kind of, uh, uh, you know, supporting the best of the best, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, and I feel like I'm wondering if that's something we need, too. In the mm -hmm. Asian American community, mm -hmm. and you know, I, maybe we'll, we'll get there once we support enough, and yeah. then we start being mean as fuck to each other. You know, I don't know. It's well, just I like think <laughs> the, the, the thing about it, though, is for an Asian American artist to succeed in anything, you have to be so exceptional because you're going up against your upbringing. You're going up against the fact that we're invisible in the in the American landscape of mainstream entertainment. The fact that we just don't have those role models. So you, if your exist your existence already shows that you are exceptional, that you survived. So now it's just like making sure that everybody knows that and supporting all of the other Asian American artists you see just on the fact that they're there. And uh, so that's what I've noticed about being an Asian American artist and seeing other people out there. We had to be so good to survive to get here. So we all deserve that attention from each other. 
That's so true. Our Asians are actually really great right now, too. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. are. <laughs> our Asians, like our, our rosters, lo- our, our yeah. rosters looking, looking good. good. Our starting looking lineup good. looks quite big for fire right let, now. Let me yes. rephrase it. Our API. You know? <laughs> <laughs> no, that was just great. It was just like talking yeah. about a basketball team. Like yeah. our starting lineup looks great this year. So I think good. we're gonna do. <laughs> we're, we're really doing well, but I think it's because a lot of people are now like respecting the craft. They're digging into it, and you can tell. Like even athletes, man. You got Chloe Kim. You got like people that are just killing. So yeah, it's dope. One athlete. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, no. There's more. Come on, bro. Jeremy Lin. He's play, He's in the Jeremy finals Lin, right yeah. now. Come on, dog. You got my back. Yeah. Tiger's Asian. Yeah, there we go. We'll take him. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's Asian. Oh, wait, it's not Thai. He's Thai. Now. Even the way he's he thai. fucked up was kind of Asian. Yeah, it was bit. really it was Asian. like, yeah. No, but I was thinking, like, you know, when you were doing your show and there was Joy Luck Club and your show, I mean, even watching your pilot just, like, recently... It still feels current in the way, like, it's seeing an Asian-American, right? Mm-hmm. And, and it w- do you think that's what felt like it was too ad- ahead of its time in a way? I think so. I think that also it was just like you, there was, television was different. You know, you only had four networks at that point, And you didn't have the same kind of uh, diversity in programming, all of the same platforms that we have now. So because we have more people demanding their own... Um, specialized entertainment, things that they speak to them. I think now we just have a different, whole different world to see and support different artists. Yeah, that's what's up. I mean, uh, w- 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 now, y- and you guys have also kind of taken a behind-the-scenes role in cultivating, like, new artists. You guys represent, you know, a lot of artists. Like, how's that transition been from, like, touring all over the world, that tour bus life and popping bottles in, in the club and flying on the G6s that you guys lied about? <laughs> Your imaginary <laughs> G6s. I was a child, and I believe you flew in that G6. <laughs> no. Well, you're, you're one of our artists, so you know that we book you the G6s, right? Yeah, that's what's up. No, it's not a G6. It's a G3 at best. No, <laughs> no. Nah, nah, but, um, yeah, how is that? Like, do you feel like that was, like, a natural transition for you guys to go into this, like, you know, behind-the-scenes role? Um, I definitely think so. Um. Like, like we said, we're a product of our environment, product of the people that supported us, and it only makes sense for us to give back, even though we give a lot of suggestions and artists never listen. We'll have a talk this after this. This is going to get real personal. <laughs> no, um, and also, but the thing about it is you guys have also kind of focused in on the element of supporting Asian-American artists because a lot of your roster is Asian-American. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just what we know. It's the Far East, you know, it's the movement. And um, we that that's one thing that we did set out to do. We said, I think around the time that G6 was popping and we're like, do we want to continue to tour or do we want to take what we learned from our interning days at like Interscope Records and Arista Records and like try to, try to actually our company was built off the foundation that we're gonna do for us what other people won't, including major labels. You know, when, when there's there's always going to be a gatekeeper that doesn't understand your cultural opinions and how your direction, your identity, that won't unlock your budget to make your art. And so we essentially made our company to, to really combat that. To just We're just going to constantly make our own stuff, no matter what. Our own videos, our own recaps, our own photo shoots, and use everybody we know, like DPD from our community. You know, a lot, a lot of people that are, are in the community that are now our partners. And... That ended up becoming transparent. That's what transparent art is. It, art, transparent arts is. It was built on, you know, what can we do for us? Can we do for others? And then we realized the second step was Asia, man. Like, 
maybe when things aren't, you know, there's always going to be roller coasters in entertainment. And the U.S., even though we had a blip, is hard. But our identity is Asia. Let's go out there. Let's learn it. We kind of took like a, I don't know, like a pilgrimage, I hate to say, but something like that where we just booked our own flights, did shows purely to get the flights to go out to Asia and learn the, the, the like the, Music industry. You got to do business out in Asia. It's yeah. a whole other game. It is. You got to learn. You got to learn how to approach, how to talk to people. There's like a hierarchy of respect, and yeah. you know, you know, just like the Korean uh, community, oh. pouring shots with two hands, accepting with our, two our hands. Our partner Kirby is here right now. He's yeah, the yeah. king of that. He understands uh, that. We're already fucking up because we got our shoes Shout on on the Kirby. rug right now yeah. and shit. This is already. <laughs> yeah. I was, <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say something, but we're good. Uh, but but it's cultural navigation, and it's we are Americans out there. We just look the part. But literally trying to do business out there is, you know, we have to wipe ev wipe everything away that we know and just go in like really humble and just open. But that's our that's what we do now. The one thing I wanted to ask you guys that I kind of forgot about is uh, when you guys were at at the peak of going around the world, you know, promoting the single, you know, doing the countdown in New York and Times Square with the song and everything and touring and a lot of the demographic of the club music was like party people, right? So you guys party the grip. And and I'm sure it was kind of weird seeing for people to see like Asian rock stars. Was there, was there like a weird what was the relationship with like girls the way they looked at y'all? I mean, I'm just saying, you know, just in sense, you know, now it's like you got all these, you know, you got all groupies of all races who are into Asian dudes, you know what I mean? But I'm just oh, saying, I, I, I'm like you want to No, that's real shit. I'm talking this? about like Asian male uh, you know, Are we gonna bridge this into K-Town? Because then we can ask you oh. after. I'm just kidding. I'm, just kidding. I, I'm, I'm, I'm an independent rapper. My groupie list is still very, it's not that lit. You know, I'm, let's just say that. But you guys traveled okay. all around the world, and you guys have had the, you know what I'm saying? The the peak <laughs> of, like, party <laughs> animals. And, I mean, I'm just saying, did the, do you think Who'd the you perception? Fuck? What's their at? No, not <laughs> <laughs> now I'm saying the perception of, of of women towards Asian men. Was there like a certain incident where they looked at you a certain way you know differently? What? I'll keep it real. It shocked me sometimes. Like, cause growing up as a kid with all Asian homies, and that's just what we knew. And there would there was never an idea that I would. Me personally, I'm not gonna put you or anyone else in this conversation. I'm not talking like yeah, 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 how many yeah, girls yeah. you fuck. Now I'm not talking <laughs> about that. But I'm talking about the perception, you know what I'm saying, of Asian men in America. No, like for sure. So I literally was like, I'm never, ever, ever gonna be able to date anybody but an Asian girl, not African American, not white, nothing. Because I'm an Asian guy, and we're just we're programmed to think that nah, that's not gonna happen. Right. So it was a trip when we do these shows, and like we actually like you know it, it felt like, wow, we can actually talk to anybody we want, like. Keep it real, you know? Yeah, and, and this here's the thing. I, I know, like, cats are, like, right? laughing because now it's, you see a lot of young girls here, and, you know, you guys, there's a lot of Asian dudes, good-looking guys on television and everything, but that wasn't the case before, you uh, know what I'm saying? Uh, like, uh. a lot of us look goofy as fuck on TV, and the characters <laughs> they were the characters they were creating for us and shit mm. wasn't yeah. the most cool, you know what I mean? Mm. Cool vibes, so... That's a, this is like a legitimate it's question. A legit like question, I, yeah. I'm just curious about seeing Asian rock stars, right, traveling the country and all that. Like, I will say the fame is the the best makeup for sure. Mm -hmm. That or like the perception of money. Like mm -hmm. they, 
Yeah, definitely that they would look at us very differently to the point where sometimes like we'd have to make a, a point to go and hang out with our Asian folks if there was like yeah. they were there and like a thing just so like, we could show that we had some solidarity but up in the bars. You know, you know, is that what you're calling it? No, you right. know, what used to piss me off though was we would have those shows. We'd be in like a different country. I won't name countries, but they would treat us well. We'd be in the VIP, and they wouldn't. The VIP would be packed with the race of that own country. And all of our Asian people, they wouldn't let in the VIP. And these are like rich, like, you know, people that deserve that. But it was just a thing where, no, nah, Asians are not allowed up here. And we're literally, we would just be like, nah, fuck this. Then, nah. We would start dragging people up. Yeah. Like, nah, th th these are our people. But we felt that. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. VIP yeah. struggles. VIP struggles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounded like yeah. really. <laughs> hey, come no, take I, my I, hand. I'll save you. Come on. Here's champagne. We got the people. Here's champagne. Hold on to the other end of the champagne bottle. We got you. Don't let go. We're, we're all floating. You got on the, the velvet rope. You lasso with them and shit. Like. Yeah. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> you know we've never been asked that question. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a lot of think about, right? Really I mean, these are things that I think about. But um, <laughs> Damn. The, I was I was thinking about the, the the Asian thing you were saying, how they were like, oh, they don't want too many Asians in the section or whatever. But I was just seeing a comment recently, like they were like on my podcast, and they were like, this shit is too Asian for me or something, you know? But it's, <laughs> but this but the thing about it is, it's like one thing that kind of pissed me off about that shit is like, okay, I was like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm having a lot of Asian guests and that naturally kind of happened because my network was a lot of Asian American artists and stuff. But one thing that got me thinking was like, it's like fucked up way, and it was an Asian dude who said that, you know? And it was kind of a fucked up way we were starting to think because you go to all these galas and events and there's 90% of white people, we're not like, oh, this shit is too white for me. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, it's like a conditioning I feel like we have. Yeah. Well, we can't just, Indulgent in that, you know what I mean, like of our own community being at something, mm. you know what I mean. I was like, so I was like, fuck you, comment. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that's another thing I was thinking about. We, we, I don't know. It's less now, but we, we definitely had to deal with the comments. Like, the you, there was like YouTube comments were just so reckless, man, and there wasn't a good like culture of like, of of policing. You know, people were just like cold, reckless. Anonymous, <laughs> you know that, I mean? That's Ooh. true, because yeah, Margaret yeah. over here, like, you know, you, you, how was the hate received during that time when there was not much internet? Oh, at that time, you would just call people up on the phone <laughs> and yell at them. <laughs> like, it's, it was really fucked up. You would just call people on the phone and yell at them, or they would, like, there would be, like, some article, and then they would talk to a bunch of people, and so you would see it in, like, the LA Times or, like, a magazine or whatever. But yeah, and that day, uh, we would we would have no trouble. Like the trolling was just like get their number and call them at home, <laughs> which I did a lot of that kind of like very direct trolling. Yeah, like, yeah. You know that, which I think is really gratifying. And it, there's <laughs> something about it that it's like when you're not anonymous and you're trolling like that, it's like it's le like very legit. Right. You know, you can actually listen to each other, and so. Um, there was more of a dialogue of yeah. trolling. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, people just talk shit online. They, they don't even really mean what they say, but then you can you get really affected by it, which is I think it's it's it doesn't <laughs> really it doesn't have to be that way. I, I'm just gonna uh, now open up the floor and just ask get a few questions from the crowd. Uh, make some noise one time for everybody here. <laughs> um, I'm just gonna get a few. Is anybody have a question right now? Um, you can turn up the lights a little bit. I'm gonna ask y'all some que uh, ask a have y'all ask some questions if you guys do have any. Um, is there anybody with questions? Okay, you don't have to turn on the lights, but just. Does <laughs> <laughs> anybody have a question, possibly for some of the guests over here? Um, How's Dev doing? 
<laughs> how's what? Oh, she's at Beats One, man. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. If, yeah. uh, they said, how's Dev yeah. doing? Yeah. And Dev was a, a girl who was featured on Fly Like a G6. She's actually on the G6. She's the only one who made it onto the G6. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she, was, she was the lucky one. I wasn't aware of that. Yeah. Uh, nah. uh, is there any other questions here? Um, we're opening it up right now. Come on, y'all. This is uh, back there. Just yell it out. Uh, yo, so dope. Uh, much respect to you all and continued success. Um, do you feel like black artists, I'm sure Asian artists get the same thing you guys kind of alluded to, like, you got to cross over, man. You, when you get to a certain place, um, not the same for Asian, I mean, uh, white performers, they're not getting like, oh, you got to get more Filipinos at the show, man. Like, do you feel like you're at a place now where the audience is there where young artists or even yourself or you're not concerned with crossing over is there just enough well I, I think crossing over is a little bit of a blurred line nowadays you know as an entertainer because it's really there's no underground or like mainstream it's just about how many fans each person has you know what i mean like each person is its own scene almost i feel like just because it's opened up that way with like social media and all that anyone could chime in on that but that's kind of how i feel Crossing over is mad streams in Indonesia. You know what I mean? That's a new crossing over. It's so global. It's not about one direct location. I, think. I will say that um, there was one time where uh, these artists that we knew, they came from Asia to do their first show in L.A. And they were so excited. We were backstage with them. They were so excited talking about, oh, my God, we're in L.A., da da da, da. And they come out there, and I could just see how deflated they were because the whole crowd was Asian. And then... So they did the whole show and it was rocking. They had a great time. They came back and you could just feel that frustration. And we and we were telling them like, hey, like just so you know, like everyone else that comes, they come later. But the ones that stay, that come early, and the ones that are there when you're on your way back down, are the ones that were there today. So you should really enjoy that and I'd help. I, th I think help with their perspective. Yeah, and even on top of that, numbers wise, I think it's about the quality of fans. You know what I'm saying? Like it's really you'd be surprised. There's cats who like have crazy numbers, but they can't fill in a concert. You know what I mean? And that's a that's a real reality you'll see. But you see the people who really connect and have those quality fans who come out to the shows and like they don't have a <laughs> single on the radio, you know? Uh, any any uh, questions? Yeah, uh, over there on the edge, yep. Uh, as you are all part of the Asian American entertainment uh, <coughs> movement, what do you think the future is for that growth? Like what's next? Like what? What do you think is? What do you? I mean, I'm I curious. What do you think is going to? I think what's next is we're going to just see more diversity. I think right now, uh, what's very, very popular in terms of like Asian American entertainment out there, it's like family stories or stories about um, these like how how it's sort of a dynasty operates. So that's like Crazy Rich Asians. It's all of like the generations and how how they relate to each other. Um, but. Uh, the, I think that, and, and also Fresh Off the Boat is all about the family and their, you know, uh, how it is to live in America and, and, and deal with that and raising American kids. And so I think that now we're going to see a lot of more diversity. Um, projects that I'm seeing come through are very, very different types of families. So, uh, there's a lot more out there. And I think that it's going to be really <laughs> exciting. And uh, hopefully we get to see, I would love to see more Asian American villains. Because there's oh, so yeah. many good villains, where you know we have really great Asian American villains in real life, so we want to we want to yeah, see yeah. that in the screen yeah. and then in the television. So that that I, I I'm I'm excited, you know I want to see 
those stories, the very dark, edgy stories, um, the things that are, you know, that are meaningful and, 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 and scary. So hopefully we'll get to see that. Like, I would love to I see, like, Asian get out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, that yeah, I was thing. thinking about that, how there isn't a, an Asian-American horror. You know, yeah. all the horror is kind of from Asia that we kind of reboot. You yeah. Know? Like the scare, I mean, it's like, the, but there, there is that like thing. We have a real connection with with those. Those fears are very real, and um, so I think that there's got to be that kind of the darkness has got to come. But I think that's really going to be exciting. That's what's up. Yeah, right there. Yeah, you. <laughs> Did you enjoy it? Okay, level one through ten. What's the enjoyable meter? How good was yeah. egg roll? Yeah. Good answer, good answer. You had an egg roll? <laughs> 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 All right. Yeah. So I noticed that like now that we're at a time where we're looking for recognition in the, all of our communities, not just Asian community, but I'm wondering if you guys ever thought, I don't want to just be seen as the Asian artist, I just want to be seen as myself. That's a good question. I'm, can I just start it off and then I'll pass it and everybody should answer this. But yeah, for sure. I, I When I was young, I was like, I hated when they were like, oh, you're a Korean-American artist or Asian artist, I was just like, fuck that, I'm, I'm just a rapper. <laughs> you know, that's like every young artist coming up. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to be an Asian rapper. I'm a fucking rapper. I could hang with the best of the best of them and shit. And then as I got older, you know, you know, in the words of Dead Prez, it's bigger than hip-hop. Like, you realize you start representing things that are beyond just you being a dope lyricist or whatnot. You know, people see me on stage. Like, when people walk into a concert, I'm not going to front. Like, people see an Asian dude on stage. Like, that's something that you can't act like you're not. You know what I mean? They're going to see that. You know, my first compliment when I killed it in a freestyle like Cypher when I was 15 was, like, a black dude who was like, shit, Jackie Chan can spit. You know, like, it was... <laughs> and that was a big part of, the, you know, the fact that I was Asian. You know what I mean? And I was like, oh, shit. Like, they see that I'm Asian. Like, oh, shit. You know, like, people see that about you and your identity and start sculpting, like, who you are, too. So, it, actually, as I grew older, I was like, fuck that. Like, I want to be direct. I want to, like, be an Asian rapper. You know what I mean? I was like, I want to I take it in and represent that. And um, it's because I couldn't, it was a, no matter how hard you try, you can't run away from that. And nobody fucks with an artist that don't fuck with yourself. Like, if I don't fuck with myself and my identity, you know, it's like loving yourself. Like, no one's going to love you, you know? Can you elaborate on, on fucking with yourself? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> We should so like fuck. a physical act. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> all right, all right. But yeah, I think you're you're. The, I have the same attitude. Like it's like you you can't. The the older I get, the real the more I realize you can't really um, escape your identity. And and also when your identity has a lot of meaning for other people too. So it's it's something that uh, you know. Oh, it would be great to sort of think like if I could just be kind of judged at the value of just my art as opposed to like the racial implications of it or the identity um, baggage that comes along with it. But you know, I really do, now I realize I accept it all and it's actually really great. So um, you know, it, it's, it's a long journey, but I, I found that it's actually really great to be an Asian American artist and to it, it really appreciate it. I mean, with, uh, with us, I think we leaned into it from the beginning, calling ourselves Far East Movement, I mean. <laughs> 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 but at the same time, I definitely think that for us, we had a little bit of a bulletproofness on it like compared to you guys because we were a group. So, you know, people can't talk as much crap because there's four of us or three of us and probably beat your ass if you went too far with <laughs> it. <you know? laughs> 
Yeah. You could just end on that, huh? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Still, it's yeah, they would have got the ass whooped. <laughs> All right. It, it was, at, yeah, it was one of the things that played against us for the longest time and then became a strength, I think, like to what everyone else is saying, because especially we thought, hmm, we're making pop music. We, we don't want to be c classified as K-pop, as J-pop, as C-pop. We just want to be known as like a cool pop group in, out of LA. You know what I mean? So we would, in every bio, we'd make sure we would tell our publicists, make sure it says LA. Make sure it says this. Mm. Like just small things that like maintain that, you know, and that, that might have been like a subconscious way of insecurity of just like maybe we're not proud of. But at the same time, flip it around backwards, when we go to Asia, we don't fit in at all. You know what I mean? We go to Japan, we're not near as polite as most Japanese people or whatever that may be. And we don't fit in culturally. So we're, we're in that like homeless shelter and trying to fit in in both places. And then when we go out there, you know, it's like trying to convince everybody that we're friendly and, you know, we're, 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 we represent America right and this and that. And so it was a complete imbalance. But when we did decide to finally embrace that, that Asian-ness with our company, with what we do, with our identity, our projects, that's when I think like it, the confidence came, you know, so. Yeah, Rec. Um, I think, you know, it's good to also transcend that, you know, the, the race thing and like, cause I like a lot of like white girl problem films like Francis Ha. White girl, <laughs> like white, white girl problem films you said? Problems, yeah, like yeah, Could you elaborate on why you like it's white girl like, problem you know, films? They, they, they go more, cause like in Asian films is about like the upbringing and like the struggle of being an immigrant. Like what about existentialism? Mm. What about I feel coming to grips with our humanity? Mm. What, when are we gonna make films like that? <laughs> and and I, I think what you're saying, yeah, because the white girl pro problem films are just like it's beyond. Yeah, like, it's like, mm. oh, what am I gonna do in my life? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I, what, what if I want to be me? You know, like <laughs> yeah. I fuck with that too. You know, but so yeah. I, I definitely agree with y'all saying. Um, but also, like you know, it, it is it's tight to. I get, I, get, I know that. what you're talking about, and yeah, I fuck with that too. Yeah, well, it, you, do you know what I'm talking about when I say that? So I've I've adapted the qualities of a frog. Like I'm trying to go beyond human, and just like turn to <laughs> yeah. a. Yeah. All right. Amazing. All right. I think we're good on. The, is that we're good on the questions? Um, I, I'm sorry. I think young lady right there. She was the last one I said. Just real quick, and then we're gonna do a last uh, performance thing real quick. Uh, you. Well, she just asked, let me just repeat the question just so the listeners hear. Um, she said, you've been noticing that Asian culture and Asian American culture has been converging in the past year or two or so or, or longer. Um, and you said, how do you, how do I, f how does it, oh, how do we feel and where we see it going? Um, I still think there's a lot more, I think it's still very separate. You know what I mean? Like, uh, K-pop is not the same thing as Asian American stories being told and stuff. You know, it's not the same thing. Um, of course, it still helps us be visible because in the end, when they see us, it's not like we're that different. Like the dude has bangs, I don't. You know, it's like it's the same. It's pretty. We still look the same. You know what I mean? But, but far as what we're talking about, the stories we share, it's not the same experiences. And I, I do think, um, but everything's coming up at the same time. You know, we have the Asian American voices, we have the Asian voices coming, and I think it is. 
it's it's helping each other out. You know. Yeah, it's really exciting. I think it's exciting, and it's it's great. It's great too because then like we can also find places that we c we could actually be learning more about the places we come from. You know, like for me, it's just getting to look at Netflix and seeing all these Korean movies and Korean TV shows. It's amazing to have that access to. Um, you know the the country my parents were from. You know and that that's really that's deep too. That journey of like kind of going back to that mothership. It's really really awesome. All right, <laughs> yeah. I want to wrap it up. Make some noise one time for Margaret Cho, Far East Movement, yeah. Rex Dizzy. Thank you guys so much. Keep it going, y'all. Keep it going one time. Yo, before we end one time, I'm gonna end, uh, end it with a, a, a just a short performance real quick. I'm gonna first invite uh, my boy G Yamazawa, who's an amazing hip hop artist, to come on stage and do something real quick. G, would you like to join us real quick one time? Make some noise for G Yamazawa one time. You got You want to do something acapella? Do some. Do something powerful for us, bro. He's like, I don't need a mic. He said Asian American voices are loud enough without him. Y'all hey, make some noise for Dump Out of One Time. Hey. Y'all can hear me? Yeah. yeah. yeah we're, we're, um, my name is Giamazawa. I'm from North Carolina. Uh, my real name is fucking George. Um, <laughs> <laughs> also, can we get another round of applause for Margaret Shaw Far He's moving in. shit I want to change, then put the rest up in the safe, okay? I wonder what I was like in a past life. Maybe a tree that was beheaded and made into a stage. I wonder what religion got they facts, right? Could it be any peasant could be made into a sage? But the day I got a visit that I'm willing to pay, I got some shit on my chest and I'm feeling some way. I know y'all already know they made a killing because of slaves. Even to this day, they still make a killing off the pain. How dare y'all try to say I'm trying to profit off the game? When hip hop is how I pray, I make an offering every day. So this is for the common folk, the intellect and spirited imaginations powerful. So I provide some images. A Mexican with color hair, an Asian with a perm. An African that can't fit in the white girl ain't concerned. And facial recognition keep the loneliness at Bay for the rich homie who can't look the homeless in the face. Ooh. That boy, oh, y'all like that shit, huh? <laughs> that boy, Fox, what they told me in the A. Homie, Hellfire is what they told me in the Bay. You acting like you really got important shit to say when you sort of kind of fake it's more important shit at stake. Like what? We got a pale devil looking through the peephole. Ghosts of drowned slaves choking up sea foam. And soccer moms with Snoop Dogg for the ringtone. Kids getting fake smiles tatted to their cheekbone. A little bass, a little treble. Every day, it's a new special. Mm. Richard Spencer, a new level. Mm. Hey, and your blue devil. Yeah, lies in the air, we let the truth settle. Watch them fly through the air, the bullets full metal. And they do specialize for your ethnic kind. You better recognize the rights that they weaponize. But let me introduce you to a friend of mine, an immigrant homie who told me about the enterprise, an old man, Cambodian, the rental guy, strong features like Armenians during the genocide. Woo. My whole life I see my older sister fetishized. My whole life I see my ancestors generalized into a punchline. So why y'all think I'm writing minds? I'm on the front lines. I'm culturally out of bounds. You motherfuckers are drawing on dotted lines and getting your PhD, but no one taught me how to rhyme. No one taught me how to dap them up and look them in the eye. No one taught me how to stack my bread and get my credit high. Wasn't born into no 
college fund, no money set aside. Had to sleep with one eye open just to get that fatty wop. Now I stay there rock. What, y'all don't like that shit? Now I stay there rock. Wonder why I ain't already pop. We can analyze. Get to the who, what, when, and the why. I'ma let it ride and do it until I get it right. Word of the wise, word of the skies. I am fly. Don't talk to me. If you ain't really about this culture, don't talk to me. If you just living on your socials, don't talk to me. And if I'm sipping on the soju, don't talk to me. But I'm always looking for the symmetry Cause good vocabulary don't mean that you got good energy You can't get with me spitting this shit Wickedly Asians who love Biggie is cultural relativity, yeah I understand we all try and fill the void But just because we talk shit That don't mean we got a voice Thank y'all so much <laughs> Yo, one time for G. Amazawa, man That dude is the truth, bro I just realized I should have had you use the mic though because it didn't record a single thing, but still powerful nevertheless. <laughs> um, I'm gonna add one more performance. I just want to show some cats who could really spit from the Asian American community. I'm gonna bring up Year of the Ox one time. Year of the Ox, come on stage. Uh, make some noise one more time, y'all, for Year of the Ox. And uh, I'm gonna do the outro for the podcast. I want to thank everybody coming out tonight. Uh, it means a lot. I appreciate it. Thank you guys for subscribing and you know watching me talk to a lot of different artists. And it's something I'm passionate about. I want to introduce people to people from not just music, but all different fields who are doing some inspiring work. And um, thank you guys for uh, watching for the last year. Uh, make some noise for yourselves. Yeah. Los Angeles, make some noise. <laughs> Tune in next week for another episode of Fun With Dumb. We're going to go out with Year of the Ox. One more time, make some noise, y'all. Make some noise with Dumb Fighter real quick, man. This song is called A through ZN Foods right now. Shout we're gonna out to do Tiffany a, Young. We're going to do a little alphabetical ode to all the favorite Asian foods that we like. It starts like this. Asian American ain't for the perfect balance. Uh. Came to America, say hooray for the parents. Born in the States. But my grandmother raised me though before I learned to talk. I learned a hand water ratio. Uh. I get mad as fuck when I see a gentrified getting mad for the master love. Why they sell a kitchen for 30 bucks at the gastro pub? If it don't stink, it ain't real. Don't mask it up. Think whack if you ask I'm trying to be friendly, but then it offends me. Uh -huh. Add a sauce to my culture to make it a trendy Look, shit. We made a list of various foods that we recommend. In alphabetical order. Pay attention, now let's begin. Hey. Americans have bologna and white bread. Hey. My mama makes the abalone and the rice cap that I high temp and boiling water to make a thick stew. Uh. Parents didn't care if I was sick, I could have skipped school. Beans would buy me a baguette sandwich that's been filled with ingredients that people in Vietnam eat. I remember this deli sold it for five each. What? How they managed to keep it open is beyond me. And kanji is like Chinese pork. Uh -huh. Go try and bite, you be like, I need more. Uh, and then some, and then you get you some dim sum. Delicious with a never ending many to pick from. Uh, and everybody need to try some edamame. The feature is the fugu could be fatal if he's sloppy. Uh, they get some ginger to use to clean the palate. Take a sip of hey, green tea to keep the palate. You got rice, bitch. You got, got rice. rice. You got, got rice, bitch. You got rice. You got rice, bitch. You got rice. You got rice, bitch. Hold on, hold on. Hurry up, holy shit, homie. I need some hand jump. Uh, hangover problem. I had a bottle. I had one too. What happened to that shorty that you left with? She got sloppy. Uh, she spilled her sake while eating some mikayaki. Jokingly joking on choke in front of my choker. That's my nephew. Laughing at me while clutching his menu. Seeing him kill the kimchi. I told him I see me and you. Let's stick to the roots. He said, okay, let's get the Korean food. And then comes the lechon and longanisa with Filipino cuisine.
Steelers really a lack of speed, though. Yeah. I had to mention your student, though. Menudo! Get you a couple of spoonfuls that you know. Then, and, Nudo. You already know. Nudo. It ain't nothing. Nudo. Name one. Name me. But don't forget about Ramen or Udo. Drunken or sober, leave you with something to chew on. One time for you, the Ox, y'all. Thank you guys for coming. We gotta e exit the building. Thank you guys so much.